0: Episode 370, The Rant, Carl Small, Part 2, The Return, Women's College Basketball Official and newly minted interpreter for the Nassau Board of Women's Basketball Officials Association. In this pod, we talk about his experience coaching his kids in baseball, how his perspective has changed during the pandemic, and what the future holds teaching new basketball referees and coexisting with coaches. All that and more, my conversation with Carl, now. welcome to another edition of the rant i'm your host ralph the ref i'm with a super special guest somebody that's certified from board 41 my home board in nassau county certified basketball official Newly minted NBWBOA interpreter. Congratulations. Thank you. Um also a coach for the Mustangs and flag football spectator. Mr. Carl Small, how are you, man?
1: Excellent. How are you ref? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm good, man. I'm so first of all, I wanted to I told you off and I want to definitely say it officially on air. We're taping this. October thirteenth on a Friday, twenty twenty three. Um Friday the thirteenth. Oh man, I just thought about that. And that really bugged me out because now you're wearing orange and I see all of this Halloween paraphernalia that I guess you getting ready for Halloween?
1: Hey, you know, Halloween, favorite holiday.
0: So in let me place. ask you something. So when people come to the small residence, they uh, ring the doorbell and they it comes in droves that day? Cause I make it in a way like, there's no candy at my house.
1: <laughs> Drips and drabs, we're kind of a leave the basket on the step type people. Uh, and, you know, Please take okay. one. Cause you know, we gotta get out with the kids, so.
0: Got you. Oh, so, cause you still gotta participate.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. got to go
0: get my candy, too. Shoot. My daughter just asked my father-in-law, what are you going to be for Halloween? And then I had to interject. And I said, um, Walmart is selling a shirt that says this is my Halloween costume. And I was like, that's what he's getting. He's like, no, he has to be like a unicorn <laughs> or whatever. But um, I wanted to cra- congratulate you. First of all, congratulate to Sherry Zappala for all of her service as the interpreter. Shout out um, to Sherry. I knew the beach was more important and I knew Absolutely. her home was, was more important. And, and I, I agree. So, um, I definitely... Def, <laughs> Living
1: big in Delaware. Hey,
0: she's probably... You know what she... I'm she, jealous.
1: Sherry, say hi to Scott Forster for me, please.
0: How many people, though, do you think... And Because I don't feel like this would be you. Would you be excited to be on the beach for eight hours and just sit there? I'm not that type of yeah, beach guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like I'm that type right. of person, so I can definitely relate. And that my sounds like... My
1: wife would. My wife would. But my kids, I'm not... So you'd
0: be restless? I, no,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, after an hour or two, I'm done. You
0: that's never cool. been to the beach with me. I feel like if you went to the beach with me, you'd be like, "Wow, Ralph has this really figured out. This nope. is a professional beach goer." Sorry, Ralph. No? no, not even. Nah. I feel like if you had enough <laughs> Scooby snacks, the bathroom was right there. You got ample shade. Nah. Tunes. Nah, I get restless. See, I used, see, I
1: used to work at the beach.
0: Oh, uh, see, I didn't know this about you. I worked you. at the beach. Where?
1: Many, Jones Beach. Jones Beach. That's West a man. terrible place to. But that's not the point. I used to work at the beach and. So even were even you wearing pants that, at the beach? Yes. Okay, pants, then, then that's and, why. And but even even bigger than that, I go back to when I was younger and I used to go to Aruba every year because okay. that's where my grandparents were from. Yeah, those beaches, I could spend
0: eight hours on.
1: Clear water, nice waves, nice sand. Out here, no. Anyway.
0: But w- why compare it, though? It's, there is no comparison. Just close your eyes and say, wow, I'm 30 minutes from my house.
1: Nah, I got it. I need clear. I need to see my feet.
0: All right. So you see what <laughs> happens where you wear pants to the beach. You start feeling like this. But um, I know it was crazy because I think it was like five or six seasons ago we talked about um, you had a podcast and you just talked about, I'm just thinking about the growth of you, you know, as an official, as somebody that's an educator in this refereeing space. and. Dang. I just always think that reffing in general, right, not as much as how much me and you love it because we love it as a craft, something that we can be precise at, something that we could perform at, something that also sublimates our love of sports and is a way to get exercise and monetize it. Um, But before, When we did speak, that was completely before the pandemic. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that That was a couple of months before the pandemic. And life has changed so much. There's been so many iterations of us interacting, right? So, I mean, you became a baseball coach (laughs) during that time. And like, you really ended up embodying it. See, before you look like a placeholder, right? You look like the first time I saw you coach, I was like, all right, clearly this is not for you. By the end of it, you had the lineup car, <laughs> you had it all. So um, I'm just interested from, I guess, from that point to now, and now the pandemic obviously wound it down and everything is, but we still feel the semblance of it. Like it, it is It is permanently scarred our brain to the point where now you think a certain way. So I guess just from the pandemic, um, what what has your life been in terms of, I guess, just compartmentalizing with, work and family life and your kids growing up and then still trying to carve out space to referee
1: well i know one thing the pandemic taught me was to more value that time with the family which Mm. is something that you know if you talk to any referee in the world um they always say family first family first family first and i think when i first started it was like refereeing and family was 1a and 1b um i didn't separate the two um With the pandemic happening it it taught me how to separate the two and you know as you mentioned it was during that time that i that i had the opportunity to coach both of my kids uh, and the first time that they were playing baseball and it made me realize a lot that i missed out on because i was chasing this this goal and this dream as a referee Mm. um so it 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 definitely helped me realize you know what let me put my family first and, and do what i need to for my family and you know when when the time comes for refereeing. It'll be there for me, and I, I I, know I can chase it at that point.
0: Yeah, I think at that point, I'll drive at any state. I'll go by whatever toll, right, right whatever it is. But then I really slowed down, and I started wanting to lay down roots in Long Island. And, you know, I, I'm sad that the games aren't as good, but I'm happy that, you know, the GPS always says eight minutes. Because I do remember them Staten <laughs> Island games at 4 o'clock, and I'd have to leave at, like, 115 like to just feel safe like you never know and I don't know that's just a whole different way of thinking um I'm interested about the coaching piece because um you know I'm always trying to I guess conceptualize like coaching my kids you know I've always been telling my daughter like you're playing volleyball and she's like no like she's just (laughs) not even hearing me but you know she hasn't really gone to the you know, being in the thick of it, seeing it like that, and then all of a sudden seeing how, how much of a fun sport it is. But that's got to be tough because I feel like, you know, being the parent and being the coach, how do you separate the two? And I was talking about this um, with the girl on my team. Uh, her father coaches in a national high school team for volleyball. And I'm like, what is that like? Is he your coach or is he your dad? And I'm just trying – I'm always trying to get tips for myself. Right. I want to hear what they say, so I maybe I got to... So she's like, no, he's my coach. And I'm like, cool, so you can separate that. I want to know, was that a difficult thing to separate being a father and a coach, or is it kind of like one and the same at that moment?
1: No, it's difficult to separate. Um, it it was tough. It was tough on, on my relationship, especially with my older son, mm. um, because obviously... As their father and their coach, you know, you want to push them to be their best. You don't you don't want anybody to think that you're showing them favoritism, favoritism um, for one. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to, to separate because sometimes you're there as their dad and you see them do something wrong, but then you have to interject as you feel bad as a dad, but then you have to be that coach. Right. Whereas if another kid made that same incorrect play... You might have to nature nurture them a little bit more than you would your own son, Mm. and it 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 should be one and of the same. To be honest, and it took me a while to figure that out, and I probably didn't. I no no longer I'm I'm not coaching them anymore. Thank God they've they've moved on to other. um, I shouldn't say thank God because it was was a great experience to coach them both.
0: Then it Um, ain't over. You might be the no. flag football coach. Well, I when am, I'm, I'm helping flag football see, now. But flag football—that's that's
1: just for fun. You know what? That's just for fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the head coach, which is a good thing. And um, you know, I'm just helping out, coach the team. Um. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We want to win, but yeah. you know, flag flag is flag is a fun sport. Flag is a relaxing sport. It's something to do after the the the, the, the rigorous summer season of baseball and mm. basketball and stuff like that. It's just something to get them outdoors and to keep them running, and to keep them busy.
0: So even if I pick apart that coaching experience even further and just thinking about it in terms of now um, blending together your experience as a ref. See, I started as a coach. I was a coach well before I was a referee. Right. Um, And the only person that I know that can, I guess, relate to that in that way is Fabian. But he's also inactive because if you ever hear some of his coaching stories, Mm I'd be like, damn, you was really a coach. Yeah. Like, you was a coach coach. Like, yeah, that's yeah, OD. He's, he's been doing it a long time. But you You would never know, especially when it's refereeing, because he gets so enthusiastic about refing. So he's completely, like, let that go. But when you hear him with the coaching thing, because I don't really talk to you about my coaching stuff. You know what I mean? Everyone right, kind of right. just knows me as a volleyball coach. But in the volleyball world, everyone knows I'm the coach, right? <laughs> so um, I'm interested to see, has it changed the way – you looked at refing and like even thought about just the relationship intertwined, because I know for me, when I referee, I'm able to lean on my coaching hat and say like, I know how hard they tried to work on whatever game plan that's not necessarily working. So the, the fact that he's mad at me, I know that's a reflection that he's frustrated because his kids aren't responding to what he's saying and the kids aren't executing what they're supposed to be doing. So I think that's tough and I always try to give them grace because, like, all right, they're not mad at me. they just mad at themselves. And, like, I'm going to let that be because I understand as a coach. Mm. What do you think about your coaching? Like, what is refing? Has your perspective changed now, now that you coached a lot? And I, also, you've experienced a lot of umpires, and I know you've hit me up because there's just such a shortage. So, right. trust me, there's not softball and baseball umpires walking through that door to do little league games.
1: Right. right. I mean, I, I think it was actually the reverse. I think actually – Coming in as a ref coaching a youth sport, I I think it gave me a better outlook on the umpires Mm. and and even anybody I was encountering that has to do with the game Um, in that, all right, so me as a basketball official, I wouldn't want a coach to treat me one way. So I'm pretty sure this umpire wouldn't want me to treat them the same way. Correct. The, you know, the quote unquote golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. So in essence, I, I, I kind of brought that into my coaching. Like there's, there's one, one time I was coaching a game and, um, we were on defense, right? the The other team had a player on first, my catcher, tried to pick the player off at first. The player dove to first, and my first baseman, although he caught the ball, he fell over the runner. So they, they called him safe. He didn't tag him. And me not knowing the rule, right, I just said to the umpire, I said, I said, that's nothing. I said, is there, is there nothing that, that can be called on that? I said, I mean, maybe my guy could have made a play if he didn't fall. Mm. And the umpire looked at me, and he said, are you serious? I said yeah i'm asking a question and he said coach how long have you been around bat- baseball and i said not long and he looked at me and he was like that's nothing and he kind of walked away and i thought to myself well you know if i was in his shoes coach asked me a question like that's how i would approached it and i would have answered the question instead of you know the extra comments now later on in the game, he did come to me, and I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Later on in the game, he did come to me and he apologized and said, "Hey, I didn't mean to be, you know, a hole, and you know, I, I didn't realize you weren't around baseball too much, and you know, I, I, I thought you were." Really
0: he never got that reaction, much. by the way. As far as what? No, I haven't been around right. baseball. That's, he was like, that's "I what didn't it
1: was." Yeah. that's probably what it was when I was honest and open with him and letting him know I don't know baseball the last time before i started coaching the last time anything i had to do with baseball as far as playing or coach playing was in eighth grade and even then i didn't know the rules mm. who knows the rules none of these players know the rules of basketball no, no player opens up a rule book and sits down and reads it just like no coaches open up rules and sit, sits down and reads it i didn't sit down and read a rule book for baseball i didn't know the rule so i asked the question and it's like i said later in the game he did come back and he apologized he's like you know i didn't understand i didn't mean to be an a-hole and you know, I'm really sorry about that, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it's, it's all good, it's all good." You know, move on. we on the bridge, and I explained to him. I said, "Look, I'm a basketball official, and you know, that's how I like to be approached. If if a coach doesn't understand something, ask a question, and politely ask a question." And that's how I felt. That's what I felt I did. And I mean, later on, throughout the game, we had it was fine. You know, we kind of laughed about it. We had a good relationship, but you know, so I think I think for me, it was the verse coming from refereeing going into coaching seeing how to approach officials, seeing how to approach umpires, even seeing how to approach commissioners and, and other coaches and, and even other players and stuff like that, just seeing how to address them and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. Were there times where I was screaming at the top of my lungs because <laughs> I think, you know, a call was blown? Yes. Um, and, and I'm sure every coach does that. Um, but like the saying goes, you you got to you gotta pick your battles so you can choose your wars. So yeah. mainly as a coach, that's kind of what I tried to do. Yeah.
0: I had a rough situation recently. We were, uh, so we've been in four tournaments so far. You want to hear this? We've been in second place every single one of them. It's like Groundhog Day, bro. Right. I spend from 7 a.m. with these girls all the way till 7 p.m. And we lose in the finals. It's so, it's like, ah, we're huh. so, yeah, we lose in the finals. I feel like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> this is what I'm going to call it, the Buffalo Bills season, but, um, was so weird and like like I, when I explain the context, it's just going to be super strange. So the Long Beach coach, um, shout out to Kerry. She has some bad news for us. Uh, we always uh, annually go to the Long Beach tournaments. It's always either like the first couple of days of October, or the last days of September. We've been doing it for like 15 years now. She said it was the last year and she's been coaching almost as long as we have. Um, and it was just sad, like, damn, because... Yo, there's so much more turnover (laughs) with other programs. And, like, I've just been at the same place. And we just have just been so successful. So it's just sad to see somebody that has that same amount of longevity leave. Because of whatever situations. Um, But listen to this. It's, like, very similar situation. So we got a new assigner because we lost in the championship game. And I'm not going to – you know, it's really rough when I see the refs not doing the right thing because Mm – I'm not going to bug. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to yell. But I don't feel like this is correct. I don't feel like this is correct. Right. So we were able to get all these different assigners. But in Nassau, when there's tournaments, and there's we're talking like, you know, some have 16 teams. Some tournaments that are, we go in, 32 teams, 40 teams. It's a lot of – so Suffolk always has refs. But in Nassau, there's no BOCES refs for these. So you're supposed to, like, self-ref, Right. So we get to the finals and we're gonna, we're gonna just say we play the team. They were not about the honor system. Really? And the person that was refing was Kenny Apple's son. And he's just there, he don't, he's not a volleyball ref. And he don't know like what a net call is and all that. Right. This one girl on the team, on the opposite team, hit that like she went like off the top turnbuckle and like went <laughs> off the rope. Like you could see the net like undulating, right? So we were like, all right, so we stopped. We're like, that was net, And they were like, no, it wasn't. We were like, really? Wow. And I'm like, maybe we are Catholic school kids. Like, you <laughs> ain't see that? So it was just disappointing when, you know, it kind of doesn't go your way as a coach, but it's so weird as a ref because, like, I can't just, because of one instance, I'm not going to lose, not my identity as a referee. I just, I know what it's like to get yelled at, and I, I don't think anyone deserves that, but, I will advocate for when I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that was interesting that you mentioned that. Um, So I want to go back to at least last season. And I know you were helping out Sherry with the class. What was that experience like helping her out? And and then finally knowing that it's a Rock, She was very, it's like she, (laughs) as if like, It was like gay pride, like coming out the closet, like I'm gone. I'm like, I'm done with all this. So she was probably a little different. She was probably like on Oprah, you get a cert, you get a cert, you get varsity, (laughs) you get. So what was that experience like?
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know if it was like that. I mean, I think she, she's, she's been doing it for a long time. um, And she really cared about, you know, creating a, a great product for our board and making sure the new candidates were just as good, if not even better, than those on the board as well and making sure that they're proficient with the rules. And at times that is the case because sometimes the new candidates, they're in the rule book a little bit more than than people who have been doing it for a long time. Mm. Um, people kind of get comfortable and complacent and just go from there. Um, but it, it was probably about two or three years ago where Sherry approached me to uh, assist her with the class. Um, prior to that, I, you know, I was with a group which no longer exists called Called Magbo, you know, I was helping them teach. Um, you know, now I'm also with uh, WICBU, which is the Women's College Basketball Basketball Officials Organizations, um, and I also help them teach. So it was kind of an easy transition, seeing as I had somewhat of a background in educating officials and 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 getting officials to learn and understand the rules. Um, and it's something way back when. And I'll go back to when I took my very, very first boys class. No joke. With with the delete, not sorry. With the great Donald Duffy. Um, one of the first things I said walking out of that class is, "If is if I ever have an opportunity, I want to teach. I would love to teach this because number one, it's going to hold me accountable. It's going to make me get into my rule book, and number two, you know, at that time I didn't know it, but I got a lot of help along the way to get to where I am, and I just want to do the same. Mm. Um, so when sherry approached me a couple of years ago and you know she said she wants me to help her with the class and initially she said yeah i'm only going to be here for like two more years and then i'm out you know initially i didn't believe her because it's like i you know she was under john mccrink for a very very long time um so my feeling was hopefully to be you know following her for a very long time just so i can get myself acclimated and and know what to expect um but here i am two years later mm. and, now I'm the interpreter, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. Something I've always wanted to do. Something that was on my bucket list, and it was a goal, and I've achieved it. And thanks to Sherry, I should say thanks to Sherry who helped me achieve it. So,
0: so that particular moment when you found out, like it's official, this is what's happening.
1: I almost still didn't believe it. <laughs> I thought I still thought something was going to happen. She was going to say, uh, "All right, I'm just going to I'm going to do it for one more year." Um, but it was something, and. I remember when Sherry initially told me about it and asked me about it. I I said, absolutely not. I didn't think I was ready. And it was my wife who actually overheard the conversation. And and she was the one who kind of pushed me and said, well, why don't you feel you can do it? She says, you know, I I hear you talk about rules with all your friends. And, you know, you constantly have people calling you and ask you questions about rules. And, you know, people seem to trust you in regards to the rules. And and you seem to know what you're talking about. So Mm. why wouldn't you want this position? And, you know, after her saying that and me thinking about it, it, it just made sense. And, you know, I ran with it.
0: That's crazy, man. But I don't know. It it, it seemed like, you know, what's so crazy is that, especially like in this refereeing space, um, I think about all those times where somebody, you, you'll you'll tell somebody specifically about something and they'll just go like eyeball it like like they're cooking. They're like, you're not ready yet. Like right. how do you know? Like I just played all that and that's the answer. Like, tell me why. Like, you're just not ready. You just have like that feeling. And I feel like, okay, yeah, it was your it was your um it was on your bucket list. You probably um self manifested that to happen for you just through your mind of like other opportunities that you were taking that was still contributing towards that on right. top of being in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think at that point when you did get it, you know, she's kind of saying you are ready, right? Yeah. And it's it's even to further that when your wife says, don't you talk about this on the phone all the time? <laughs> it's like it's got to take somebody that's not right. even in the situation. And be like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> what am I waiting for?
1: Yeah, to the point that even annoyed her sometimes how much – I'd be on the phone and how long and, and she, and how loud we'd be. Cause you know, it'd be like 10 officials on one call and we're all trying to talk over each other to, to give our explanations or whatever it might be. But it was always great conversations. Um, good times. With all my peoples from, from our chat group, we call the rough group. Um, uh, Anthony tone, Warren Davis, Greg down in Maryland, all those dudes out there. Uh, Mally, Dan- Darnell out in the Bronx. Um, we definitely have a great time when we get on the phone and we talk. If I miss somebody, I apologize. Well,
0: you got a lot of work cut out for you, too, aside from uh, somebody getting upset about you with a shout-out. But now that you are in this seat, um, Heavy holds the crown. I mean, th- this is something that we've always talked about where we were in a position. And it's so crazy because now we're the people that eyeball somebody and go, and you're not ready. <laughs> right, right. But I'll say, too, Just from a coaching perspective, my first couple of years at Kellenberg, 2000, 2001, 2002, yeah, we made an appearance at the state championship in 2001. The rules were different, but it kind of felt like I was in the wilderness. I was also really young. I was like 21, Mm -hmm. like coaching girls that were not that much younger than me. So I didn't feel like I had the separation of like authority figure. Like I just was like, right. um, But as time went on and i'd say probably 2011 we started writing down like what our principles are what is our philosophy so i wanted to ask you um you've seen people be interpreters all this time as you have been an official for basketball now that you are one what's your philosophy of of teaching what is your what is your style of being able to deliver this message so People are motivated to look at rules, um, motivated to continue to keep reffing because that's like all of this stuff, this is for people that really love reffing. Like we're not going to get people in mass, go to McDonald's and say, yo man, we can make triple as much. You do this. They're going to be like, I'm good. Right Off the bat. So you already know, this is like for a very specific type of person. Mm -hmm. What is your philosophies and what is your... Like, how are you going to connect with with students? That's
1: that's that's a great question, and I think uh, one of one of my things is going to be kind of to like number one, we can't be scared to make a mistake. Mm. That's and that's one of the biggest things about this application, right? No, no one's ever refereed a perfect game. No one ever will referee a perfect game. And the day that you do referee a perfect game, you hang up your shirt, you hang up your whistles, you hang up your sneakers because you'll never do it again. And that's what everybody's going to expect. Um, so I, I want referees to understand and, and also coaches and players to understand that, look, we, we are human beings just like every player on the court. Isn't going to hit all their shots. We're not going to get all of our calls, calls, right? Right. So we need to be comfortable within our own skin to be able to admit to the fact that we made a mistake. Now, what's the second part of making a mistake? Let's learn from that mistake. So we don't make it again. Um, Again, do I want everybody to be perfect? No, and I understand that. But be the best referee that you can be at the level that you want to be at. Um that that would be another philosophy. And and even to steal the the Aibo mantra, one rule, one interpretation. Right? A travel's a travel, a is a foul. Um and, and and that's how it should be interpreted. Um so that's that's one thing that those are a few things that I'm gonna try to get across. Um and even if it even if it goes as far as to the point where, you know what, I'm sharing my clips. Of plays that I got wrong, right? To help you learn, to help you get better. Like, do the same thing. Don't don't be scared when you go to a game to, to ask for a video. Every school just about in Nassau County now uses Huddle. Just about every game is recorded somewhere or another. Ask that coach, Hey, can I get the film? Can I get the film? Can I review film? I I, I wanna keep I want people to be accountable for themselves and be humble enough to say, you know what? I made this mistake, how can I not make it again? Mm. Like, let's let's all help each other get better. Let's all learn together. Let's all be great together. Let's all get better together.
0: Funny you should say it in that way, because I had a speech with my kids. We were talking about, like, the disease of being perfect mm-hmm. and, like, not willing to make a mistake. Right. I had to tell them, and I don't even know if they were listening to me, but I think they were, because they always do. But they act like they don't, but they always do. Um, I said, listen, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you hit 300, which means 10 times at bat, you only hit three times. That means you messed up seven times. Get yep. to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So i
1: had the same conversation with my kid. You know, my kids play baseball, and I said t- same conversation. Go out I'm there! So it's
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be bad a lot right. of times, right? Right. Right. right? But squeeze the juice when it's great, right? Mm-hmm. There's negative. There's positive statistics in volleyball. A block. Yeah, that's, that's an error on the other team. So it goes hand in hand. Volleyball, right. basketball, baseball, these are all games and mistakes. But I'll say that's awesome that you said that. And we talked off air, too, before, of just saying, like, you know, everyone has a general consensus that you are the man for this job. And I agree because whether you know it or not, the conversations that we had directly, indirectly, mm-hmm. the equity of the people of the network that we built – of just sharing the same love of this and wanting to do great when we're doing it. I know that, you know, we seek out mentors individually to have that individual time right? because you know they're going to steer us in the right direction. Now imagine if one of the people that I feel that way is able to do that at a mass level. Right. And that's why I think you're the man for the job because you can, you. you know, you're welcome. The, the details and like the general things, I think you'll be able to explicate it in a very simplistic way that will get more referees motivated. Because once they have that experience, then other referees will want to have that experience and right. it'll go hand in hand. So the class is starting up. You're gonna, we're going to have the interpretation meeting we'll interpretation get to that. But if you're a prospective student that's enrolled in your class, that's coming up right now, um, what can they expect?
1: great question um something different i I don't i don't i don't even know how to explain it and to be honest i'm not even sure what to tell them what to expect i i am kind of changing the format of how the class is being taught um and it's hopefully going to be very engaging um very um you know, I I, I want to be able to have discussions, open discussions with students, as far as if you know whether or not they know the rules, understand the rules, and um, you know I have a good crew of people helping me out. Uh, Joe Dooley, Fabian Jara, um, and amongst others who have volunteered to help out, whether it be with classwork or, or floor work. I think it's 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 going to be a very exciting time. It's going to be a very fun class. Um, just gonna have fun with it and I think I think the students will have fun and I think in turn that will also translate into them wanting to stay as officials and grow as officials and be be great as officials
0: Mm. yeah and I like we talked off off here we we also don't know um because he he hit me up and I'm gonna try to help him in an innovative way any way I can I always come with the podcast and a tech so (laughs) Hopefully we can integrate some of these, uh, cause you see what's engaging, right? Like right. short stories, reels, things like that. I feel right. like all we got to do is just update our firmware to make it more engaging. And, Which um, you're working on. so I'm, I'm interested because you also hit me up last week about, you know, something I know very well, coaches and refereeing and trying to figure out a way we can coexist. Um, I know the interpretation meetings up and I know that's going to be an emphasis at your coaches meeting. When we talk about the officials, let's talk about the interpretation meeting that's coming up. It's going to be your first shebang introduction as, as the official interpreter of the Nassau board. Um, what am I going to expect? I'm out there 15 minutes. Or what, what, what am I doing as a referee that has to attend this mandatory meeting?
1: As far as the time, I'm not guaranteeing anything. Look, it's a mandatory meeting. Get there, listen and learn.
0: <laughs> no song it's, and dance. It's, it's not going to be a, a talent new, show.
1: It's a new rules year. So we, we all need to be there. We need to be patient. Um, could I bang it out in 15 minutes? Yes. But would that be a service to the board? No. All right. And being as it's a new rules Rules change here and the new rules that are coming in, I can guarantee you. I can, I can guarantee this. Definitely won't be no 15 minutes. All right. So
0: everybody, don't schedule no games, Ooh, thinking like yes. you're going to get out there early.
1: It'll, it'll be engaging. I'm going to try to keep it uh, light and fun. I, I don't want to talk at people. I want to have a discussion with the board and, and whoever else attends from any other boards. Um, so, yeah. I'll leave it at that. And don't
0: hit him up to get credit. You got to watch it because it's a new change. rule. All right. Don't come through. call. Just got the job. Just know, like come through, come through, support me and, and listen to what I got to say. Yeah, that's man. All. Just, just remember you got a job to uphold, it's right? Job, this is not.
1: Right. I'm doing a job. I'm trying to help. Yep. That's all it is. But it's a job. It's not even a job. Cause like they say, when you find something that you love, it, it it's not even really considered work. And I love doing this and I'm, I, I'm nervous, but I'm very excited. about Yeah, this I'm excited.
0: Should I embarrass it? Should I make like Instagram stories? Sure, with, like, if you want to go take a video of it, that's fine. You're not yeah. going to start quivering? No, nah, I won't. See?
1: I might, I might sweat a little bit. <laughs> might sweat a little bit, but nah, I'll be All right,
0: I'll, I'll make sure I zoom into the beads of sweat. Um, well, hopefully, listen, that podcast comes out and then people will be able to listen to you and hopefully that also generates more um, interest in taking the class. I know, uh, listen, you don't know the type of things I was doing in the background for you. I didn't even hit you up. <laughs> but you saw how many people I was trying to get to do that class. I know. I know. And I appreciate it. You know, That's
1: so. Everybody else out there who helped out. We got about 23 candidates, I think, which is a little bit, probably a little bit more than we wanted to take. But, you know, what we 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 heard we had so many interests, and a lot of interest came from our board members, which we appreciate. So, you know, we, we really didn't want to turn too many people back. Um, and, and luckily, we didn't have to. So it, it's. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: trying to make it a fun time for me and NASA. so I'm trying to get all the people I can to uh, ref with me. Um, that meeting with the coaches, I'm just interested how you're just going to angle that because, you know, as you said, as a coach, we don't read the rulebook. I definitely have never picked up a volleyball rulebook. I've right. never. Now, when I felt like I was getting wronged, I started picking up the <laughs> volleyball rulebook. But I definitely know, like, I'm not in the cut, like, looking at volleyball rules. I had the feel for the game. In fact, most of the referees that ref basketball that go like, yo, I heard that you were volleyball. I want to. And it's so weird when I see them. Like, so Wanto, you know who ref my game? Paul Barnathan and Danny Raskett. I'm like, I can't believe you two are doing my, and they're getting rated. Right. And volleyball is such a interesting sport. But I think about my relationship because I'm a coach, and volleyball is a different dynamic. There's not all of the – the cutting back and forth in real time right? because they have red cars, they have yellow cars. It's more like, you know, coaches can't even speak to the officials. I've heard they have to talk to the captain and the captain has to, I've heard. So, but I'm interested in how you're going to approach this uh, meeting that you're going to have with the coaches as officials.
1: Uh, I'm the, the, the same, the same, the same mission or message that I plan on sharing with the officials is the same message that I plan on sharing with the coaches. Um, And I I mean, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, I I just want everybody to understand players, coaches, officials, spectators. We all need each other, right? If if there's no games, then there's no officials. If there's no officials, then there's no games. If there's no coaches, then there's no players. If there's no players, then there's no coaches, Mm. right? And then if you have none of those, then you have no spectators, right? So if, if you don't have a game, then then what are you doing? You're, you're sitting around doing nothing, twirling your fingers. So I, I just want everybody to understand that we 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 all have a – what's the word I'm looking for? We all have a, a – oh, damn, I'm drawing black. We all, we all have something to, to benefit from as a part of the game, and no matter what game it is, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, soccer, hockey, tennis – Everybody that's involved, the coaches, the players, the officials, the spectators, there's all something to be learned. There's all something to be gained. We all have something to be gained. Yes, the officials are out there getting a paycheck. Um, the players are out there doing something that they love. The coaches are out there doing something that they love. They're also getting a paycheck. And then you have your fans, your family, your friends, and 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 your spectators who are out there supporting these people who are out there busting their butt to put on a good show and hopefully at the end come home with a, w- a victory or a W. All right, so we all need each other. Let's all work together to make our game better. So we're not seeing all these stupid clips on Facebook and Instagram of, you know, coaches attacking officials, or even officials attacking coaches, or spectators getting into fights with officials, or even players getting into fights like that. That has to stop. That, especially in youth sports, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So I, I, my message, like you mentioned earlier, is like we can all coexist. We all need each other. Um, the better and the better the betterment of this game or whatever game it is that you're playing
0: who you calling a ref <laughs> I need to cut that up and make that
1: that might be a good little clip right there yeah. you might have something that might be a good little hook that sounds good i've been
0: listening to a lot of queen latifah for some reason i was listening to the brandy remix oh yeah uh with queen latifah yo-yo <laughs> old you know i can't believe like the kids that I coach now were born in 2007. I'm, I'm like sick to my stomach. I was a grown man in 2007. But uh, we're going to wrap this up, man. Um, I thank you for your time, man. I wish you continued success in that thank class. Any way I can help you, you know I'm of service. I'm just a phone call away. I'll just try to stay in the background as much as I can because this is pretty front-facing, so this is, <laughs> I'll get this. But um, we'll leave some more meat on the bones because the season will end and we'll just debrief at some point, but any final words you want to say before we part?
1: Ah, Thank you for having me. It's, it's been great. Um, you know, I hope, hope, uh, something I said was beneficial to some people out there and you know what, let's just continue to grow the game. Let's continue to get better together. Let's continue to learn. Let's continue to grow and let's uh, be great.
0: Well said for Carl Small, Ralph, the ref. This is the rant. We are signing out. Peace. Peace.